Formally, welcome to a new episode of Interlace podcast. Ingo Fetter, a former colleague of mine, who is currently working as professor at University of the Arts in Bremen, Germany, will be our guest today. Interlace podcast focuses on internationalization of our education and culture. One of the actions of the Erasmus Plus program is the International Credit Mobility which enables mobility grants between EU and associated countries and other regions of the world. Ingo has been involved in a number of such projects and will talk to us about both his experience as international artist and a number of international projects of this type he carried out within the scope of his position of teacher of a fine art school. During the years as colleagues, Ingo created a number of very interesting projects together with the students. And I'm really curious about the projects he's been running since he moved to Germany a few years ago. So let's call Ingo. Ingo Fetter, professor at University of the Arts in Bremen. Warmly welcome to this Interlace podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, we have already made some introduction, but to give our listeners a a little bit more background to your work and working methods, I came to think about the public work you did in the city of Gävle, which is a medium-sized town in the middle of Sweden. Your work title is Pia Garden, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, and it's from 2009, it was, it was placed in the middle of the traffic roundabout, and as I recall it, it created a lot of reaction and discussions. Could you please describe this piece of work and give us a picture of, of what it generated? was invited by the municipality of Gävle to, to make a redesign for this city entrance, and um, this, this entrance, when you come from the highway, uh, you enter the city coming into a quite idyllic uh, uh, garden situation. There is a, a graveyard with some classicist buildings or classicist-like buildings, and uh, there are some meadows and uh, small like lawns. Um, it's, it's very pretty to, to drive into the, the, the town. And uh, when you continue into the town, you pass three more uh, parks before you enter the center. So, so the theme of gardens and parks is, is uh, quite obvious when you uh, enter Gävle. So I, I wanted to create a, a garden port and every garden, every port needs a, a guardian. And in this case, it would be the guardian of the gardens, um, which is the ancient god of Priapos. And he was the god of um, gardens, livestock and fertility. And um, his, his herm, um, the figure of, of Priapos was uh, usually depicted as an as a old, uh, ugly man with an erected penis because of the fertility. And he was watching his gardens and the gardens were re- really badly uh, um, protected. So, but as he was sleeping most of the time, 
uh, he was not really dangerous. And he was a very popular god. And um, to, to worship uh, Priapus in ancient times was to go around the statue and cast some red color on it. And, um, and okay, this, this was very popular in ancient times and it totally disappeared in Europe um, in the 18th century, 17th, 18th century. Uh, but it still lives in, in almost every foregarden in form of the, the garden gnomes with the red uh, dotted head. Um, so this is the ancestor of, of Briapos today. And so this was the background and, and my idea was that, okay, if I want to do a guardian, uh, a Briapos guardian in the entrance of Yerle, it must be a car as well, because we are talking about a roundabout and the, the circulating traffic as like worshiping the ancient god of Priapos in this situation. So I, um, um, I rebuilt it a, a, a former forestry vehicle to a statue and erected it on, on the, the, the roundabout and painted it in pink. And um, this forestry uh, vehicle, uh, Volvo Bal, is also used as a military vehicle. And so um, when it was erected there at the roundabout and uh, with this pink color, it immediately uh, caused huge discussions uh, about the use of, of cars in general, symbolic use of cars. And then uh, the color um, pink. I, I used pink because there are two other sculptures in in Yerbla, uh, which are <laughs> which have a pink color, and I wanted to make a connection to these already existing uh, um, sculptures, which was which made sense. And um, but the discussion then was really <laughs> very lively. I had like 200 articles in the in the papers and uh, uh, endless discussions online and um, it it was a lot about the financing and uh, who has the right to do what in public space and um, and then it was at the end about what what is it depicting and um, the, the most the funniest discussion was in an off-road club where they were discussing if off-road vehicles are gay or not. But I think, yeah, if, if you are using a, 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 a car symbolically and you place it so prominently on, on like the major roundabout of a city, then of course it gets a question. Even though, I mean, this work is is from 2009, but do you still consider this work as a typical work of yours? Or, or actually, if you describe your work or work methodology shortly, how does it looks, look like? Um, I'm, I'm working mainly with sculpture and sculpture is something which is very, has, has a very durational approach. And especially when I work with public spaces, it's, I understand it as durational processes. And um, so I, I establish 
a work in public space and at the moment of of this publication it's it's not really in my hand anymore so i i give up a part of of the authorship and and there are other forces uh, like pushing and thriving with with the the, the work and um <clears throat> And this process is very interesting to me, and and uh, it's very interesting to follow it. And you have to follow it as an artist as well. So, the the, the public works are never they are never really finished. They 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 need to find their place in the public space. They need to find their place in in the municipalities and cities. Uh, and uh, so I find myself always circling around these projects, even decades after they were established. And um, and this, I, I see this also as as my task as as an artist to to uh, not only inventing things but to follow the projects. So um, when I when I think about my my own artistic work, I, I often think. Ah, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm always returning to places where I have been working, where, I, uh, where, where there are public or permanent works, and, and then there's a new discussion or a change of, even changes of meaning from, from these uh, uh, sculptures. And, and okay, they, they, they have a life of their own, and uh, I follow it, yeah. yeah. We will, of course, publish some picture and links on, on our website. Changing a bit the topic uh, in this specific historic period, the debate um, within and around universities, for example, but not only, uh, focuses a lot on social responsibility. Yeah. And you as an artist, uh, would you consider your work and research mainly critical or do you suggest other ways, methods, perspectives for the future and in what ways does your work connect to societal development in general? For me, it's, it's more about presence. And, and uh, like if I want to be present in a situation, uh, then of course I have to, to question it critically. Um, and to, to find out as much as possible about it. Uh, but it's not in general a critical approach. Or I I'm, I'm not really sure what, like if I, if I say I'm, I'm a critical artist, <laughs> does that mean um, I, I have to criticize or, or that I'm, I'm, I'm critical towards everything I, I'm, I meet? I don't know, I, I would really, again say it's it's more about involvement for me like i, I want to get involved and the beat related as, as donna haraway says we are all living in a compost so if we do something we do it together and i i got to know your your work um as an artist through christopher and uh power relations or Power situation seems to be a central question in many of your works. What is, in your opinion, uh, how university, the way universities contribute to a greater equalization of resources and power distribution in the world, if any, if you have any opinion about this related to your work? 
I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say that my work is, is so much about power relations. I, I, I think about, I try to consider power relations because they are forces which are like in, in situations you approach, there are always power relations and you should consider them. But the work in itself is not about power relations. Uh, and I mean, when, when I, I'm, I'm the Dean of the Faculty of Art and Design in Bremen, and um, of course, my work is, is, is highly political in, in the meaning of that I, that I need, I'm the representative uh, of the faculty in, in, our, um, in our university, but I'm also representative when it comes to, to negotiations with the city or the, the, the government and uh, the politicians. So, yeah. I'm, it's it's about practical politics, um, and there I I I'm I'm the representative of the faculty. Um, As you say, you work at the university or dean. How how do you make use of this position at the university? There, there are a lot of uh, topics I'm working with. I'm really interested in, like at the moment, for example, we we are we want. Uh, 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 a mensa. We didn't have a mensa since we moved the whole school to the place where we are at the moment. It's and and we want to build one. And and this is a major topic. We we are we are at the moment we are building an extension of the school, a quite big building with uh, fourteen hundred square meters. Um, and I was always interested in in um, international exchange. So. Uh, and also, as a as a professor with a class in fine arts, I, I have many many uh, foreign students I'm working with, and um, and what what is my my one of my big ambitions as a dean is to to have more focus on this internationalization and on the international students. We, we change our structures towards like international students having more more things in English, more more activities in English, but also more of, of these daily routines, like all the forms that they get translated, that uh, all the, the the papers from from our administrations gets translated, and or at the moment with the pandemic. Um, yeah, we we have uh, a lot of visa questions. They are they are connected to financing, and they are connected to okay, I can't I can't travel back or I can't come here. <laughs> so we have um, plenty of problems with which are very specific to international students. What I wanted to establish as a dean was a, was a cluster of, of collaborations with uh, uh, art educations in Asia. Because um, like from the 40% the of uh, foreign students we have at our school, many of them come from Southeast Asia, but we barely have active uh, um, um, cooperations with, with art educations in the region. So I started to to um, to contact a lot of schools and uh, started to do 
like more informal exchanges of teachers and and lecturers and uh, but now oh, we we also had then an Erasmus program uh, Erasmus plus exchange with the um, Vietnam University of Fine Arts in Hanoi and now at the moment we have the same program with Silpacon University in Bangkok and um, our plan is to, to establish similar cooperations with uh, the Baptist University in Hong Kong and hopefully one of the, the, the universities in China we are collaborating with. Uh, like the, there's the, we have um, schools in, in Guangzhou and uh, Shanghai and um, where we have already very good contacts, uh, but there are also some other schools in China we would like to collaborate with. Yeah, maybe I, I can take the follow up on that one. The, the subtitle of Interlace podcast is Internationalization, Culture and Education. You mentioned these universities in Southeast Asia. What, what when it comes to the internationalization of the, in the field of arts, what aspects or added value do you, do you find most relevant in, in these collaborations? I mean, for, for us as a, as a German art education, we have to say that a lot of our students are coming from these regions, but we don't have the knowledge and understanding about their culture and position. So, so we always, or, or it's, it's so easy to, to say, okay, these, these are like international students and they come here to study. But I mean, for, for, for us and, and also for myself, it, it was so interesting to turn the question around and uh, uh, really go to the countries and try to find out, okay, what, what can we get? Uh, so in, in this exchange with, with Vietnam, we, we try to have um, courses in propaganda art in Bremen, because this is a subject which is still taught in, in Vietnam. And the discussion and research of the propaganda art in, in Vietnam is really interesting, especially for me as a, as a like sculptor and artist working with public space. The, discussing with it with a professor for for propaganda art from vietnam is, is is really exciting because they their strategies to approach public space is is like based on a different uh, uh different experience but uh, when when you meet today it's it's really interesting discussion to have also our our whole idea of of public space is a very european one so if I discuss it in, in, in Asia, it's, it's very, I, I learn a lot from it. So that's, this was one, one experience with, with, um, uh, with Vietnam, but like now when we are, when we are working together with the colleagues in, in, um, in Thailand, one thing I, I was not really aware of was that the, the whole discussion about recycling and, and um, kind of um, design approaches, not using any, uh, um, yeah, using recycling resources. That's, that's a very big discussion in Thailand. 
and there are many companies uh, working with with like um, upcycling and recycling and we we are so occupied with our own discussion that we don't recognize <laughs> these developments and so i think and if you have an exchange uh, and and you could get this input that's that's really a relevant point for our discussion as well and and another project that uh, i read about uh, which is more recent and about a topic that's hard to avoid nowadays, uh, especially because it has affected internationalization and the world of arts. So this project is from May 2020 and it's called Hello, How Are You? And that was a panel debate about the conditions of studying and producing art under the circumstances of COVID-19. And you had students from American students, uh, Chinese students, uh, German students and students from Zimbabwe and you've been involved in this, and we wanted to know what were the outcomes of this debate, if you got any confirmations about your impressions, any new perspectives, and if any, what were the different perceptions from the different student populations from the different countries? It was very interesting. It, it, it uh, started with that we all had to change our tuitions to online tuition, and, um, and then when I was discussing with my colleagues uh, in the different countries, we said, hey, if, if we are doing our, <laughs> our talks anyhow online, we also can bring our students together. And so, so this, this whole project started and, um, and we as, as the, the teachers, we kept very much in the background. We were organizing the meetings and we were uh, preparing the, the topics, but um, the discussion and the presentations were up to the students. Um, so this was the idea and we did that for, for um, a couple of weeks, every week. Uh, and, uh, and then we said, the next step was that we want to have a panel debate uh, online and which is public. So, so this was the event. Hello, how are you? It was tensed <laughs> because the the experiences are so different. Like the the uh, at this moment the the the, the pandemic uh, started to get violent really in in the U.S. And the, the people, had, the students had to stay at home and, and it, it was not really, they weren't really prepared for it. And um, on the other hand, you had Chinese students who said, oh, it's all over again. And we, we, we work as normal and <laughs> we have a lot of work here. <laughs> and, um, it's, it, and, and in the same time, the students from Zimbabwe said, yeah, if I go out, the police will beat me up. So, and they don't ask me if I'm going to the university or if I go to the grocery store, they just beat me up. So the, the experience was so different that, that it needs a lot of talking to, to, to bridge these, these gaps between the different uh, situations. And um, after this, this public event, um, it, it, it went on for weeks. Uh, 
because the students they still wanted to to uh, commun go on with the communication and so some smaller projects uh, derived from it like some, some drawing projects or some contacts and um, it 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 does not like aside of this this public event there is no no other outcome of it but I hope that we can have more of of these kinds of of collaborations where we we um, ask the questions we we are <laughs> struggling with to to our colleagues in the world. Yeah, and apparently isolation and loneliness are two of the main problems that come out of this situation. So just having a debate probably helps people to feel less lonely and to see that there's others that are struggling with the same issues. But to conclude our talk, we wanted to ask you a more general question about, as Christopher said, we, we cover internationalization mainly in education and culture. And in these times uh, of combined dramatic crisis that we are facing, the climate change, the, the, the denial related to it, the refugee crisis, pandemic, nationalism and populism that are on the rise everywhere. Do you feel that international collaboration in the field of art, uh, academic or non-academic, could be an enabler for possible solutions? And if yes, how? As an artist, you, 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 you are not you're not um, working with solutions, you, you are more working with problematizing the question. <laughs> and, um, and, and I don't think that, that we, we, we are working with solutions when we are doing international uh, exchange, but we, we, um, we create a consciousness uh, for others and otherhoods and um, I, I'm, I'm really, I really think that, that our solution is, is, is not a one of equalization. It's, it's a one which really recognizes and, and respects the other. And, uh, and, but, but you only can do this if you, if you experience other cultures. I think the exchange of students and even teachers is, is really an essence uh, um, for, for this work. And I see it with, with every student coming back from an exchange, they are really a different person. And, and uh, I, I value this very much. And I, I think it's, it's the best education we can deliver to send them away. Ingo Fetter, time flies when you talk about art and cultures. Thank you very much for joining us in this podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting me. You have been listening to an interview with Ingo Fetter, the professor at the University of the Arts in Bremen. You will find more information on our social media, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. And please visit our website, interlacepodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.